1: my voice, right? You know, I got a little more baritone, you know, for the ladies, you know, (laughs) a little Barry White for the ladies out there listening. I'm I'm shaking, though. Y'all can't have me. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another edition of the best two hours of your sports week. We call this the place where sports opinions collide. Welcome to another edition of Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12Kyle. We will be talking about any and everything, a lot of NFL talk, some NBA talk. um, And, of course, we always end the show on a light note with uh, one guy to go. Uh, A lot of stuff to talk about, man. Uh, A lot of stuff happened since the last time we joined. We want to thank you all for streaming with us live on YouTube. Uh, You can catch us, youtube.com backslash deadinsports. Um, If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to our channel. Uh, if you haven't done so already, which you probably should have, but follow us on all socials uh at Dead End Sports. And of course, I will not be doing the show alone. Our boy uh, FIFO is probably on the way. Uh BZ430 will not be in tonight, but filling in for him is six man, my man QQ, what's going on, playoff?
2: Man, it's chilling, man. Uh, high off a two and record right now. Uh talk about that briefly, but you talking about fancy football. I'm feeling good, man. Yeah, um, no, I'm talking about the Eagles. The Eagles <laughs> is doing better than actual fantasy right, right now. King talking shit, but it's all good. Uh, hey my man Ken.
1: Ken, what's going on, player?
0: Oh, nothing much, man. Just uh trying to survive another day. Doing the speed, I know, right? so I'm gonna get pulled over.
1: Don't let your car break down.
0: <clears throat>
1: oh. Um yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Make sure that you pass the word, tell a friend to tell a friend that we are back on the air again. Um, like I said, a lot of stuff to talk about NFL, college football. Um, so let's start right there with the NFL and college. Um, I'll start first with you, Ken. Uh, what stood out, and it could be anything, uh, with college and NFL over the, the past weekend. What stood out to you? Tell us some of the things that stood out to you.
0: Um, some heads are getting chopped off, man. Uh, Alabama. First of all, Ole Miss oh. had top-ranked teams on the ropes and just can't close. I think that guy might be out of here. Chad Kelly, to utter the words that he did to say he's the best quarterback in college. <laughs> and to go out and just fall apart and can't even lead your team to victory. Mm-mm-mm. Francois. Francois wet the bed. And it really showed man how good Jameis Winston was <laughs> at that program. Because mm-hmm. they, they can't get right. Alvin Cook can't run the damn ball. I don't know what happened to him. Fournette can only run against bad teams. I think he's gonna take it easy, so he won't hurt himself. Um the the guys that we were looking at to be Hosman candidates are not putting up Heisman-like numbers. We're going to talk about him later on in the show. But we talked about him last week. Lamar Jackson is (coughs) a real deal. And they put them things on Florida State. I was shocked that Florida State just couldn't respond um, at all in that game. And, um, And Oklahoma, Texas took an L. Some BS. So I see a lot of ranked teams are, you know, it's, it's slight parity here and there. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think it's just the case, man, of just these these college teams coming out slow. And if you come out slow, man, and if you not, if you don't got your game tight, you can get got. And, and some of these guys are getting got, man. So what we thought we knew, as usual, we don't know. Outside of Alabama, it's still the best team in the country.
1: No doubt, man. They
0: oh my gosh, they are so loaded.
1: Um what about you, Q? what stood out to you over the weekend?
2: Um, I hope Leonard Fournette's draft stock continues to fall. Uh, because I need that pick <laughs> for you. If Minnesota's gonna do this well, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna talk about them probably. Um, Lamar Jackson, man, what's, what stood out to me was Mike Vick tweeting out that right. Lamar Jackson was five times better than he was in college to that. I got to say <laughs> defenses are five times worse than, than they, than they were. Cause Mike Vick would look like damn near football. Jesus in today's uh, college football, these defenses are, are playing and cornerbacks can't touch wide receivers. But, uh, Lamar Jackson is so talented. I remember watching his film, um, like you know how they have like the hoop tapes and like you know ball is life dot, dot com i remember seeing his uh what's the name of that, that website um it's a website where football players up, upload their clips and I, I remember seeing him in like 10th grade i'm like yo this kid is nice and to see him do this now i would say i'm surprised but i'm not um that was that, that was great to see uh dalvin cook is disappointing me heavily cuz uh i i remember A lot of scouts saying that he's Jamal Charles-esque in the way that he can run the football. But I got to say, man, his talent is really good. But, man, that offensive line of Florida State, it looks horrendous. Like, it looks absolutely horrible. It looks horrible. They cannot keep the quarterback up right. The pocket is collapsing. They're they're making uh, Francois throw the ball and, like, two seconds, like, he doesn't even get a, a second look down the field before he's got a defender's hand in his face. So, Florida State, they look horrible. Um, Ole Miss, come on, man. You got to finish the game. Finish the game. Yep. Finish the game. I, I I hate seeing people choke against Alabama because the, the one thing I think about Alabama is Alabama plays Four full quarters of football. You cannot play three quarters against Alabama. You cannot play a good half. You have to finish the deal. If you come at the king, you can't miss. And Saban realized that. And the one thing that Saban does so well in his program is he makes his guys understand that, look, we're probably going to get down in a couple games, but our conditioning has to be so fine-tuned that by the time the fourth quarter comes, that defensive line is gassed. That offensive line is gassed, and we're still pedaling along. And you saw that happening with Ole Miss. Their O-line started to waver a little bit. So a lot of weird O-lines, man, and a lot of good quarterback play coming from Lamar Jackson.
1: Okay, okay. Anything stood out to you as far as the NFL was concerned?
2: Um, as far as the NFL is concerned, uh, I got to give them – I mean, besides the Eagles. Besides the Eagles, um, I do like what Carson Wentz is, is doing, but I have to see more. Uh, it is against the Bears. They don't have anything right now, and the Browns don't have anything. But other than that, um, Phillip Rivers, man, I continue to feel sorry for this man every single year because, dude, like first game, Keenan Allen goes out to our ACL. Second game – uh, Danny Woodhead, he goes out torn ACL, and the thing that yeah. in what's in the the biggest layer to that story for me, and I don't know, I'm gonna make some people upset, <coughs> is the league has to step in on Jacksonville, dude. the The league has to do something. <laughs> the league has to do something. It is just horrendous at this point. Like, if I feel like this should be a rule that if you're in the draft and you're picking in the top three. In five years, and you haven't even progressed to six wins, then you then they they need to strip them of, of, of a draft pick, dude. Because I feel sorry for the talent that has to go there, man. Because Gus Bradley is a horrendous coach. They don't have Keenan Allen, they don't have Danny Woodhead. And now you got blown out damn near 38 to 0. You had two garbage time TDs. You got blown out with <coughs> that little much talent on San Diego. The league must step in on Jacksonville. They have to do something. Gus Bradley has to go. But didn't Jacksonville play well the week before? Did they play close? They played game? well against they played well against the Packers. And Rodgers, um, his O line has never been right probably since last season. So I don't put much stock in that. I feel like Bortles right. – I'm not sold on, on, on Blake Bortles. Everyone is. Everyone seems to like Blake Bortles. I'm not really seeing it with him. I, I think hey, he has. I said a that to they tried okay. to kill me. <laughs> dude, like I don't know why people think he's like the, he's gonna be this guy. Like he's not Derek Carr. He hasn't shown me anything where I'm like, damn, this guy has it. He's made a couple good throws, but dude, the amount of free agents that they have, that they have Julius Thomas, Hearns, um, the kid from Penn State, and they have some good defensive players. And they keep getting blown out. They keep losing games. And quick thought before before you go, I was right about Andrew Luck. I told y'all. I told y'all twice. I told y'all that man is overrated. Y'all did not want to hear it. That man is throwing picks like crazy, man. And the Broncos tore him up. And he did it against the Lions. So it's – I'm not even going to say he's bad. I'm going to just say the the people who were making it seem like this dude was a first round uh, – I'm sorry, a first ballot Hall of Famer, confirmed his first three years on ESPN and people on Twitter and, and everything. He's overrated. I have to see it. I have to see him do something. He's made these playoffs in the worst division in football. I need to see it. Show me something.
1: Yeah, it's – um. It's 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 gonna be interesting, man. I think uh and we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. A couple of things I saw, you just touched on it. Um, I don't know if necessarily if Aaron Rodgers is pretty bad. And I and I never try because I'm I'm a firm believer that I think after uh after week four, right around week five, I think that's when you realize what you have as far as in a team. you realize whether or not you're good or you're not. Um, so I, I'm not really I'm not really ready to throw in a towel on Green Bay or something like that. But Aaron Rodgers, and that offense, something doesn't look right. And I think we kind of all assumed that when you know uh, Jordy Nelson came back that they would be fine. Uh, they didn't look fine the other night against uh, you know <laughs> Sam Bradford and you know a game where they pretty much didn't have to deal with AP for most of the game. So um, now. Uh, the Florida State, and we'll talk about that, uh, Louisville in a little bit, but um, the Florida State massacre. I mean, you guys know I'm a huge Florida <laughs> State fan. Um, I it, it wasn't my Saturday was not good, and I know Q sent me a tweet checking on me. Um, uh, for those of you who, not, who do not know, I'm a proud alum of South Carolina State University, and uh, we played Clemson on Saturday, and we subsequently lost 59 to nothing. So, my two favorite teams, South Carolina State and Clemson, I mean, excuse me, South Carolina State and Florida State, uh, got beat by a combined 122 to 20. So, my Saturday was not good. Uh, I managed to find myself a bottle of wine and take care of myself. Um, nonetheless, one of the, that's something else that stood out over the weekend. Um, uh, also, the AFC East, um, and we're going to talk about the Patriots in just a second, but um I'm really surprised that sitting at 2-0. Uh, I thought that by now, like they'd be 0-2. And I thought that the Jets would be 2-0. and Um, and the Jets have a really good squad. And I think defensively, I think they're there. I don't know how much you're gonna get from Fitzpatrick. Um, but they looked pretty good the other night against Buffalo, but it was Buffalo. Um and lastly, the Steelers look scary. Uh the Steelers did a lot. And I know the Cincinnati Bengals, that was a really good game. I saw that game on Sunday. But mm-hmm. I predicted that the Steelers probably could make it to the, the AFC uh, conference. Um, the Steelers, they look like if they can hold up on defense, I think they may have enough to go all the way. I mean, of course, it's early. It's early. So I wanna, yeah. But, I mean, they're doing this without Le'Veon Bell. They're doing this without Bryant. Um, they're kind of banged mm-hmm. up on the front line um so the Steelers look very very impressive uh other than that man the Broncos they they kind of surprised me too I mean they really took it to luck and Q you you've been saying and and, you know I'll, I'll wrap up on this you've been saying that luck was overrated I'm surprised that luck is getting the pass that he's getting because luck has not played well at all and I heard an interesting stat that I did not know Andrew Luck has only had one running back rush for 100 yards one time since he's been with the Colts. I I did not know. That's crazy to me. So basically what Indiana is expecting, what the Colts are expecting him to do is come out and be Peyton Manning and throw for 300 yards and four Mm -hmm. touchdowns every game. And he is proving himself, at least thus far, to be a turnover machine. So um, I won't go as far as Q did to call him overrated, but I'm surprised that the highest paid player in the NFL is not catching hell for the way that he's playing. And his team is only two. And only like 13% of the teams that start off 1-2 make the playoffs. And we came into the season thinking that the AFC South was the, the weakest division in all of football. And you look up, guess who's number one, who's leading the division, the Texans. Then the Titans are 1-1, one and, one, and then you got the Colts sitting at 0-2, and the Jacksonville Jaguars at 0-2. Uh, they almost fired Chuck Pagano last year. If they don't get it done this year, he's definitely going to be out of there. FIFO Mm -hmm. on, yeah. FIFO, sir. FIFO, what's going on, player? What's good, man? Bringing my man FIFO on the set. We just talking about what we, uh, what we saw last week that stood out to us. Anything that stood out to you last week with uh, either college or NFL or both?
3: Uh, Yeah, man. Carson Wentz, uh, (laughs) looking like he might be the real deal. It's looking like he might be the offensive rookie of the year, and I think it's kind of crazy. Philly need to stand up. Y'all got Ben Simmons and Carson Wentz. That's kind of crazy right now. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's really kind of crazy. So I I didn't – like, I agree with Steve Young in the post game. I, I kept waiting for him to look like a rookie because a lot of those throws, it, those were seasoned veteran throws. The ones that are over the linebacker, you know what I'm saying, before the safety type drops with enough velocity but enough touch, like he had every throw. And I was like, okay, okay. He might actually have some. So that I, I, I was highly surprised highly surprised. And, and and they and, and they could have won by even more if uh Jake Matthews and somebody else didn't drop two balls.
2: Uh Brent Selleck yeah. and Jordan Matthews.
3: Yeah man. So Carson Webbs definitely uh surprised me. Uh what's the I keep forgetting his name and I'm being disrespectful by doing it. The dude from Louisville, quarterback.
2: Lamar Jackson.
3: Lamar man, dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> 18 touchdowns in three games? You averaging six touchdowns a game? That's yeah. crazy, man. This, this, this guy right here. <clears throat> you know, somebody was saying that, like, he's, like, a better Vic.
1: I don't know, but I don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Vicks, yeah, Vic, yeah,
2: Vic said that. I don't, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, Defenses yeah, have I mean, gotten got a lot it. worse.
1: Exactly. And that team that Vic shredded was, you know, filled riddled with uh future NFL players.
3: Yeah. I'm but, saying um, what else? I honestly, man, I I honestly did not catch a lot of football this weekend. Um, anybody that doesn't know, I work in the cell phone industry, so this was <laughs> iPhone weekend launch. So, oh, hell. But, oh my god, you know, I, I I really did not get to enjoy sports like I typically would on the weekend. So, you know, I apologize. Um,
0: Can you imagine how the Rams feel right now with everything they did? To um uh, to get the number one pick, <laughs> standing on sideline, he can't even take snaps on the center. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's not even. Did he dress this past weekend?
0: He was the backup quarterback.
1: Okay, so because the first
0: weekend he didn't even dress, I'm like, man, what, what's going on here? Oh, I don't. You know, I don't. Management. They were like, you need to correct that right now.
2: <clears throat> I don't understand that. Um, when I looked at their workouts, talking about Wentz and golf. Uh, people said that, you know, Golf had baby hands compared to Wentz. And they said that his IQ was up there, but his pocket presence when met with like really high ranked teams. It really dwindled and it showed on his uh, I think it was like some type of test that 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 they do. And they said Carson Wentz's workout, his pro day was the best pro day that they had seen since since Pro Days had been established. And that's because at North Dakota State University, I believe it's like A or something, you know, it's very off-the-scale type stuff, off-the-map type, type stuff, sorry. Um, Carson Wentz has been in the pro-style offense from the time that he took the reins at North Dakota State University. So the FIFO, your point where you're like, I'm looking for him to look like a rookie, the reason why he hasn't, done so yet and that's why the eagles were comfortable with taking Carson Wentz uh number 2 overall is because he's he was under center most of the the time and the coaches taught him how to read defenses from the time that he got um there as a redshirt freshman they 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 so they were teaching him how to go up to the line and check the protection and change the pr- protection so he knows how to do things that Big Ben is doing right now as a 34-year-old man at 25. And I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that he's the guy yet. I'm just saying is that I'm, I'm very impressed with his, with his progression. And this is the Browns, and this was the Bears who are horrendous. But it is <coughs> NFL players, and NFL players, you, you can only play who's on your schedule. And I do know that he's dropped the dime on Joe Hayden, one of the best corners in the league. And I know that he almost had three touchdowns, but two of them, like people said, were dropped. So this week against Pittsburgh, it's going to be all Pennsylvania matchup. This will be. We will see if he can. If first, of all, if he can win this game and look as good as he's done, then I'm on the wagon. If he loses but he looked good, I'm still going to be on the wagon. But if he looked a little shaky against. A pretty good Pittsburgh defense, I'm gonna say, all right, he he hit the rookie wall. You know. The Wentz wagon.
1: What about, what about um before, on board? Before we move on, um, real quick, um Revis Island. Uh <laughs> Revis Island has been uh inhibited. Uh Revis Island has been, it seems like it's been a turnstile. Is, is <laughs> Ken, is it over for Revis, man?
0: Raph? No, I said Ken. Oh, said Ken. Oh, oh, shit. my bad. <laughs> um, All
1: good.
0: Uh, first, real quick, North—I think Carson Wentz College got a W this weekend, right? Didn't they knock Yeah,
1: they water?
0: did. They—they they be Iowa. Damn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn Iowa. Uh, anyway, I—I uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'm—I'm I'm seeing the t- like AJ. Like, on one hand, it's like A.J. Green really is that dude. But on the other hand, Revis has always been that dude that shut dudes like A.J. Green down. So the fact that they were willing to throw to A.J. Green while being defended by Revis 10 times and for A.J. to catch the ball 10 times on him, I think it was 10 for 10, says a lot. And therefore, Tyrod Taylor to go out and and drop one on him. I don't know, man. At some point, man, age catches up with you, and he, right. he have to adjust to probably how they're attacking him. And I think he's been playing long enough that he'll figure it out. But they they going at him now, man. They didn't used to go at him like like that. And uh, he, he he need to he need to get it right because if he don't. It's gonna be a long season, man, and that 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 mythology, that that reputation that he earned over the years, is, is <clears> gonna <throat> diminish and evaporate it, and then it's gonna it's gonna be they're gonna pick on him like they did uh, Breland up in Washington. <laughs> oh, and they, oh, my gosh. oh my God! they just they they did that boy so wrong, man. <laughs> I, I felt <laughs> so bad for him the way Antonio Brown but, but you was know right.
1: what? You know what? And even him, I I question like. At what point were they going to move um, Norman over on Norman?
0: Norman finally started to move to the because I think Norman switched up and started to kind of chase uh, uh, Des Bryant around, right. and he had some good plays on Brian too. Um, so he he stepped up. Because my thing but, is, if you're if you're yeah, a
1: shutdown corner, you really should be able to. If 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 you're, if the premise is to shut a guy down. Then, if you're Josh Norman, then you and you're guarding Antonio Brown, you follow Antonio Brown wherever he goes. If you're the shutdown corner, if well, you he stay on was, one side of the field.
0: He was more Richard Sherman, though, in terms of being a shutdown corner. But I, I admire him, man, for for willing to take on the challenge and say, "No, nah, I'm I'm a i am i am follow Dez around." Um, and and he made some good plays. Like Patrick Peterson was um ah uh, who's that dude? He was guard. Who did they play this weekend? Uh, um, they played Dallas. Um, like he 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 had Mike Evans clamped down until they got that that one uh touchdown on him. Mm-hmm. He had Mike Evans on lock. So, Revis got to get back to that man or it's going to be a long season and we're going to remember him for what happened this year more than what happened right, you know, before. You know how it is, man. You know, you know how we are how we do as fans. We forget their prime years. And and let me remind
1: you guys that uh <laughs> Norman and uh, Odell Beckham this Sunday. <laughs> <Sure>.
2: <laughs> That's
1: Round three That's is on. Um, real quick, Q, uh, Q, uh, is, is it open for Reavers? What do you think is going to What do you think's next? Uh,
2: convert to free safety easily. Um, it's not that hard. Uh, D'Angelo Hall did that in Washington. He's doing that now. Yep. Yeah. Um, Kyle, you you play the corner, right? I play receiver. Okay, you play receiver. All right. So, basically, I know guys who play corner in high school. And they teach corner. And I talk to my uncles, and I like to compare. Cause I like to see how sports are, in, are taught in, in, like, separate eras. So, corner, the way that it's taught now, is different from the way that it was taught back then. Back then, you could get, get a lot more handsy with guy on the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage. That's why I, I – disagree with Vic saying, that. oh, you know, he's a bit better than him because corners, you can't really do anything now to receivers besides shadow them. And the way Revis um, plays corner. The, the reason why he's one of the best is because he played in that era where you had to be all technique and he was still shutting guys down. He was still picking off Romo when he's being guarded. Um, not, not guarded. When he's guarding Des Bryant, you know, he's still shutting down the prime guys. Now in this chapter of his career, he, he needs to convert to free safety or he needs to just play slot. Um <clears throat> I don't I don't think he's anymore gonna be that guy who we're like, yo, Revis, get him. It's like it's not gonna be that anymore. He's he has to learn that with age and attrition, it there's a there's a steady decline. And I think right. his best year that we're gonna see from now on was was that year. Uh, in the on the Patriots. Um, that won, was his, he won the ring, yeah. Yeah, that, that was one of his best years, actually. And uh, I'm glad he, he got his ring. But now I wouldn't say it's over for Revis. I would say that this is simply a transition to where he could become one of the best free safeties in the league because those ball skills don't go away. It's a matter of keeping up with the wide receiver. And these wide receivers are getting bigger, taller, faster. So the best thing for him to do is fall back and be the defensive play caller and be the defensive quarterback and say, all right, if, this, if you get beat by this guy, I got you. And that's what D'Angelo Hall is doing in Washington. Okay.
1: What about you, FIFO? Um, what do you think is next for Reeves? I just think he's old, man. It
3: happens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, your mind is way faster than your body. It, 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 it happens to the best. Look at T.O. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it happens, especially to football players, and it's apparent. And I, I disagree with moving the slot. Slot is worse. Slot are the yeah. super quick. I'm gonna run a three you yard. You really get out. exposed. You know, like like Revis does not have that type of agility and ability. And athleticism left. He just does not. I don't, I don't care what nobody says. He's not Daryl Green. There's only a couple guys that was able to do it for a super long time. Even Dion became a guy that was like, oh, okay, you know, he's kind of vulnerable out here. Number thirty-seven with a big with a big toe missing, playing for the Ravens. You know, it, it happens, man. It happens. I just think it, it's if Revis doesn't have a transition, you know, he he just can't guard the best guy no more. You know, look, I I take grievous as my second best corner. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now, I take grievous as my second best corner, but he's no longer the best. Um, that that island has become a tourist attraction. It, it, it's it's plain <laughs> and simple. It, you know, people people. It's like, <laughs> like Monopoly out there, man. They starting to build restaurants. You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't he no longer owns that island. I don't even think. I, mean, I think he might have sold it, but um, yeah, I mean, man, it's too many guys that that could get the best of them, You know, but we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of cornerbacks make that transition. Rod Woodson being uh probably yep. the best yep. best yep. one at the safety position and at the corner position. Uh we yep. seen Charles Woodson do the same thing. Um you know, we uh like Q said we seen the we were seeing D'Angelo Hall make that transition. So, you know, it's definitely possible, but um yeah, man, he's
1: he's no longer I I wouldn't even say top 5. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Definitely, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's still, he's, he's got a chance to bounce back, but uh, it's not looking good for weeks. Um, once again, thanks to everybody for tuning in and shout out to everybody in our chat room. Um, keep the comments coming, we definitely appreciate it. Um, moving on, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Um, I mean, really, it seems like we've talked about uh, social activism when it comes to sports probably seems like for the better part of this summer. Um, And I mentioned a couple months ago that we probably will be talking about this, like these stories wouldn't be going away because uh, this is a part of the world that we live in. And subsequently, you know, it bleeds into sports and so forth and so on. Um, Colin Kaepernick obviously is still undergoing his protest, his silent protest, taking a knee during the national anthem. Um, He's spoken out, Uh, he's also uh, come forth today and mentioned about how much money he's going to be given. I think it's a hundred thousand dollars per paycheck um, to various charities and uh, his action plan going forward, uh, setting up a website and where you can track all of the money that he has, that he's donating and where it's going and things of that nature, really putting his money where his mouth is. Um, of course there were uh, other, you know, signs of uh, solidarity for Colin Kaepernick. It was the, uh, uh, young ladies, women's women soccer player Rapino, uh, who is taking a knee. I, ironically, she didn't take a knee in a soccer match on nine eleven, but she took a knee um, subsequently after that. Um, that's another, that's another story for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the question, and I'll start first with you, FIFA. Um, is this the 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 protest, and we can get into even the, the current stuff that's going on now. Um, do you, do you are you concerned about it becoming a fad and people not necessarily understanding what it is? I think people have lost Colin's message with his action. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned about the message being lost? Of course,
3: of course. This, this is what happens uh, with, with, with the media. You know, we, we talk about the reactions to the action. We're not talking about why the action was, what was done in the first place. That's, that's what always gets lost in something like this. And especially in today's day and age, when you have social media, nonstop media coverage, especially when it comes to sports, when, does, when is ESPN off? They are never, never. off. Uh, uh, 24-7-365 every single day, every single hour, every single minute, every single second, it is being covered. Everything is being covered on this planet. So, in the way that people want to have an opinion about <clears throat> the reason why is the problem or trying to control what and how I do, it's supposed to be uncomfortable. We're supposed to talk about these things, but people just want to put in their two cents instead of talking about the issue because there's real issues. Why can't we talk about the issues? And that's the problem. And we're going to muddy up that water until that issue is no longer the issue, until that action that Colin is taking is the issue. Mm -hmm. We have issue with the action. And, and, and that's the problem. It's always going to happen. But we that in sports, that in hip hop, everybody, like, we need to continue to talk about the message. And unfortunately, these these instances are not going to stop. They keep happening. So we still have examples right. to talk about being like, this is why. You know, and I think it's so interesting, too. When, when you hear uh, Dabo Sweeney last week talking about... Um, uh, Colin Kaepernick and how he felt about it but then we, I can't remember the college coach, but he was saying that like every single time his college football players keep getting um, singled out and they're the only ones being arrested well, college coach I can't remember his name, I wish I remember his name
2: the, you know, the, the Bo?
3: maybe, maybe maybe, I, yeah. I can't remember Well, what, welcome to black America how we get singled and targeted out all the time And he feels that it's unfair to his football players Well, we feel that it's unfair to the entire community. You know what I'm saying? So obviously he's going to stick up for his people and his players, but it's okay for him to do that to football players, but it's not okay for Colin to take an action that represents the same exact thing. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. We want to pick and choose sides instead of saying, yo, This is the issue. Let's try to let let, let's do something to make this better for every because we're all Americans. And I think it's so messed up when they're talking about, oh, this is not patriotic. That is the most patriotic thing that he can do, because that means that he has a voice. He has a protest. That's what is um, that's what America is supposed to be founded on. So, so, man, y'all, y'all going to make me get mad emotional. Because so I already know Brother Kim by the to bring it home. So, and we got right. Brother Q on the
1: mic, so I'm going to let it go. Right. Um, yeah, I'm going to throw it to you, Q. Uh, your take, man.
2: <sighs> I mean, man, I mean, I grow tired, man. I grow tired. I grow weak. And I just think about... Uh, one of my new favorite rappers, uh, No Name, she said on her mixtape. I check, I check my timeline for something holier than Black Death. And um, that's all we see. Every single day, there's a new hashtag. Every single day, there's a new martyr. Right. And to, to be Black in America, which is so funny, is because my spirit has been so heavy today because we are reading currently a book in, in, in my class Uh, called A A Lesson Before Dying and if anyone's ever seen that movie or read that book you know it's a very heavy topic about a young black boy who has been wrongfully accused and he's being sent to the uh, electric chair because he's black and the way that this relates to the parallels within that book it overcame me in class and I I I had to just take a moment because I was just thinking, like, yo, this really hasn't changed, man. Like, this really has not changed. This is 1916, and this has not changed. So for Colin Kaepernick to take that knee, for Colin Kaepernick to sit down, and for people to, in the word that people are looking for when they're talking about d- distract, the, the word for that is being co-opt. Mm-hmm. It's called co-opting someone's protest so you can distract from the real issue. The real issue is that black people predominantly, and to a lesser extent, other people of color are being murdered in, I like to say it's a lynching. A lot of these people that are getting killed, I call them lynchings because that's what's happening. And during a lynching, people sit around and they watch it happen. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that right now. We're seeing that right now where people watch Mike Brown die because they feel as though that that they don't have a voice. That's a lynching. When a boy can be playing with with a BB gun in a park and people call him a 21-year-old man, that says something so much deeper. But without even getting into that, that is why Colin Kaepernick is protesting. Let's keep this in perspective. The very reason he's protesting is because, and one of the very reasons, I'm, I'm sorry, is because he feels that the system and the powers that be Oppresses people with melanin of a darker tint. Mm -hmm. And that's just the way that it is. And this is not a 500 year coincidence. This is not a 500 year get over it. Black people have not had a minute to regroup, collect, heal from slavery to now. So you wonder why black people are still asking for equal rights. They're still asking for true freedom. They're still asking for true liberty because we have never been (coughs) addressed the correct way. We have never been given the proper solution. We have never been given the avenues. We have never been given the aid from these institutions. Instead, we have been targeted. We have been assassinated. We have been beaten down and we have been pimped out and held down. And that's what happens to every single voice that you say doesn't matter because that protest is too offensive. And you co-opt their protest by saying that it's unpatriotic, and is disrespectful to veterans. That is a simple deflection. So we can start talking about how other people feel instead of talking about how the mothers of these slain children feel, talking about how the fathers of these children feel, Talk about how the brothers, sisters, and family in general of these people in the streets feel. There's a man in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who literally got lynched in front of a helicopter and so many police officers but simply having car trouble. There's a man in North Carolina right today, an hour ago, who was shot for reading a book. He shot for reading a book. And the first thing that a lot of people can do is try to justify that narrative by saying, well, he was reaching. Well, it might have been a gun. Well, he was scared. Well, the cop was scared. There's an excuse every time a black person is killed. There's an excuse. And the reason why Colin Kaepernick is simply kneeling is because he wants to start the conversation. He did not go to the media. The media came to him. He was not seeking people to come and talk to him. He just sat down in his peaceful protest because of how he feels black folks, black folks are being treated in this country and have been treated. It wasn't about anything else. It was about black people. And now that narrative is being co-opted so we can talk about veterans or we can talk about patriotism and talk about the anthem. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. I'm, t- I'm sorry. So let me just let Ken go, because it's so infuriating. If you're like, I'm, I'm gonna end it like, like this. Jesse Williams says, says this, man. If you have a critique of our resistance, then you better have a critique of our oppression kate upton all those rob low people mac uh max rapaport whatever whatever his 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 name is y'all coming out the world rapper he went in on everybody calling people black people hoes and everything that's the problem is because we have people who are literally tone deaf and want to pull this oh i'm colorblind i don't see color there are so many problems that we have to address it is simply about starting the conversation and what does it say when police officers in Santa Clara respond to Colin Kaepernick saying, "Hey, can you stop shooting us?" With, <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna go to y'all and protect y'all anymore. So that leaves to me that some people can draw the the conclusion that you don't want to work unless you can kill black folks with impunity. That's just the way I take it. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let that breathe. I'm gonna um. I'm gonna go before uh, Reverend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Reverend K <laughs> Reverend Ken. <laughs> um <clears throat> you, you 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 hit on some great points, man. I wanna bring it I wanna bring it back to sports to some degree. Uh as far as Colin Kaepernick and his stance and the uh other football players who have, you know, maybe taken a knee or raised a fist like last night. Um I, I guess when you when you add all of that up and you Look at what happened uh, with a young man who got killed, who was, like Q said, I, I don't even want to say got killed, because got killed makes it sound like it it was happenstance, how he died. He was murdered. And and I refuse to watch the video, because I don't think that it's kind of stuff into your mind and into your vision. Watching. I mean, this ain't grand theft auto, watching somebody die on live TV. Uh, that being said, I saw enough and knew enough and heard enough to know what happened. Um. But if you bring it back to sports, let me just call out a few people. And I had this pulled up on my computer screen. Uh, Trent Dilfer. All of these people that I'm going to name called out Colin Kaepernick. Trent Dilfer. Um, He said that, you know, Colin Kaepernick should just be quiet. Uh, Tony La Russa from baseball. He questioned whether or not Colin Kaepernick was sincere or not. Um, Drew Brees, fellow quarterback, uh, said that, you know, he should protest, but he shouldn't protest that way. But he never said about how college should protest. Um, race, race car driver Tony Stewart um, said that Kaepernick should quote unquote shut his dumb ass mouth up. Um, Tony Stewart, by the way, who killed a man on the racetrack just a year ago. Keep that in, in, your, in, your, in your pocket. Um, Jerry Rice, who said all lives matter. Um, then there was uh, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, who had to back down on his comments. Um, saying that, you know, he, he questioned the sincerity of Colin Kaepernick. And then there's Dabo Sweeney, who quoted MLK and, you know, said that Colin was grandstanding for his cause, if you will. A guy, by the way, Dabo Sweeney, who, you know, basically throws his religion on his players, which, you know, I mean, you know, there's religion in locker room, but I don't think that you should ever force it on your players. I mean, baptizing a player at practice, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think you send your kids to play football for a man to baptize them. Now, regardless of whether or not you believe in God or what your religious beliefs are, I don't think that a person in his position should be doing that. That's another story for another day. Um, who else we got here? Um, Jerry Jones, Jay Gruden, Ben McAdoo, Jeff Fisher, Rodney Harrison. I mean, the list goes on and on. All of these people had something to say about Colin Kaepernick and his stance. The only question I have is, where are you now? Your silence is deafening to me. And the reason why I say that is because here's a situation where you mistook what he was doing and his actions, and that became your narrative. Instead of what he was talking about, he was talking about this type of stuff right here. And you have two instances within the last 24 hours. I mean, this, this, this killing happened on Friday. We're just now finding out about today or late yesterday. But this is what he was talking about. So all of the people that said, well, you know, and again, if you, if you don't want to support Colin Kaepernick because you feel some type of way about the flag, by all means, everybody has their own opinion. And the constitutional rights mean that you can say what you want to say to some degree. You know, freedom of speech does come at a cost. And Colin Kaepernick is strikes me as someone who has put his money where his mouth is, which is a lot more than most people who are criticizing him have done. But- I said this a few weeks ago and I'll say it again and I'll keep saying it. If you're not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. And maybe like FIFO said, maybe this this conversation is very uncomfortable because you're a part of the problem. And until you realize that you're a part of the problem, we're not gonna get off this cycle. And the longer we stay on this cycle, the worse it's gonna get. But we need to have a conversation, but the conversation can't be between me, FIFO, and Kent. And Q and B. We go, that, this is a conversation we, we have every day. But until those who live around us, those who work with us, those who, 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 who fellowship with us, those who go to sporting events with us, until we have those kind of conversations, we're not getting off this, 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 this cycle. But to the people that I named in sports, your silence is deafening. And I see you. And I call you on your bullshit.
0: What you got, kid? Uh, I promise not to be long. At least I'll try. Take your time. <laughs> We've got all
1: night.
0: have um, covered a lot of ground, and and there's not that that much to add to. I mean, there's always stuff to add to it, but I, I like what you guys have said uh, so far. I think there's one person you left off, off the list, Q. Sorry, my kid just grabbed my ginger ale. I almost spilled it everywhere. Um, Jason Whitlock. Oh, I forgot about him.
2: Jason
0: Whitlock has basically painted himself in the corner, and he don't know how to get out. And now he's tweeting an old article he wrote about Derrick Rose. And people are calling him on his BS because he made it seem like it was all about a gesture. And, and that was his stance. Just completely ignoring Colin saying that he's giving money and donating money and that he's in the community and everybody else. That's not only protesting but in the community as well. Uh, he just completely just left that out. Um, it came out today that Colin, I think people just said, or Q just said, uh, he's going to contribute uh, money. So It's beyond just what Jason Whitlock wanted it to be, but Again, he, he, he's not man enough to admit that he's wrong. And now this happens, and then it happened again. And then it also happened again because there's the, kid, the 13-year-old kid, too. Right. And now the why is in play, and everybody that you mentioned looking at Colin, thinking this is for, you know, his own, you know, uh, purpose – you know, that is not genuine, that is just all about him. You know, are wrong. And, and they have to eat that. Um, I love it. I hope it continues. It shows that it's needed. And I'm glad that it's becoming contagious because Colin Kaepernick was was infectious, man. He he was he he infected every because we already know what's going on, is like it's just like this this, this disease that's going on, and, and and Colin came in, man, and he's he's trying to go ahead and just do his part to clean it up, and um and people are taking note, and sometimes it takes that one person to be brave, and Dwayne Wade was out this weekend, you know, uh, with this with this uh, community uh, that you know biking for like six miles or something like that, saying that is is more you got to do actions and not you know just talk about it. Again, I I don't know if that was directly at at Colin uh, Kaepernick, but he's doing something, and and Colin's doing something, and Ray Lewis is quiet. But Jerry Rice. (laughs) Jerry Rice. Thank you, brother, for coming around. Um, I think today was a wake-up call for him. I'm still waiting on Cam Newton. And that is what I want to see if he's going to – say anything because he's been talking he'd been he's been saying the right things um lately but we need him to say the things that he needs to say and not say things that appeal to so many people um so now that this happened where where's cam newton um but you know what man i again man i just love it i love that everybody's talking about it russell westbrook just said something he said he's afraid because he's big and he's brown like this has really become a thing, and it's not going to go anywhere. And the breeding ground was on social media, and it's it's bubbling up. Colin got it popping in, in sports, and everybody's talking about it. And and what Colin did, what he did, and what happened yesterday is the reason why he did it. Mm-hmm. Because if Colin to do the things that he did. We will be talking about it because it's something that affects us in the community. But I don't think the world would be paying as much attention to it as they are now, even if it's only to go back to Colin and ask him about what happened so they can write an article about it and get some clicks. And, you know, we've talked about on Danny Hip Hop the monetization of Black Death. That's what's going to happen right now. Um, but nevertheless, it's going to be discussed, and it's going to be a conversation on it. I'm going to leave it right there, man, so we can go on and hit the other stuff. Um, because like I said, I, man, you guys know, I, I could talk about this for hours. <laughs> uh, join me and Q tomorrow on my channel, um, on YouTube. We're going we're gonna to talk about this and some other stuff tomorrow. Um, and we do that every other week. We try. Um, and we have some other stuff that you guys might like. So, uh, but yeah, you, uh, check us out, uh, out tomorrow. Are you B still doing
1: the fantasy, Mom?
0: If his internet is 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 back up, you know, okay. the brother down and out. Uh, <laughs> so we we we, we, we praying for you, brother B. Uh, yeah, we're <laughs> So we hope you uh you get your stuff together, man. And um, but if not, I think we are because I think he's gonna go to to um. Borrow some internet from somebody. I sent him an AOL C D,
1: man.
0: Yo, man, can you, you got some internet I can borrow? <laughs> I said be that, that AOL C D, man. You should use it. Yeah, for real.
1: Um yeah, thanks, man. I mean, I think everybody everybody touched on some great points. Um I, I found it interesting and we we all saw the picture. If you're on social media, you saw the picture of Cam and Colin Kaepernick. I would have paid top dollar to hear what was said between the two um uh we Hill, said
2: uh,
0: like, that that look <laughs> yeah oh my god
1: <laughs> and <laughs> i don't know if, i don't know if we talked about it on last week's show but it, it has been confirmed that um cam newton whether it be the panthers or cam himself my guess is that it's the panthers had hired a pr guy one of the top pr guys from that usually works with the gop party um, to help him with discussions upon about race, um, how to handle it publicly, um, I always say man i 'm not going to necessarily bash an athlete for what he feels because you know if, he, if his political ideas don 't necessarily line up with mine, um, but I think it 's hard when you ask when you have someone else, someone white telling someone black how they should talk about race I mean and I get it, I, I grant it everybody. In the NFL is not built to carry what Colin Kaepernick is carrying. Trust me when I tell you that. I don't necessarily know that there's a lot of people in the NBA that could carry what Colin Kaepernick is carrying right now. Trust me when I tell you that. And, and if Colin Kaepernick was, if he wasn't making $60 million this year, he probably would have been cut by that. But that being said, I think it's I, I'm, I'm a little surprised at Cam. Now I want to say a little. I'm a
0: little disappointed in Cam. I'll put it like that. And you know um, what? I, I'm glad you brought Cam up because um, I, I did want to speak on that. Go ahead. Um, I, I'm like you, Cal. I'm very disappointed in Cam. Um, yep. Cal, Q, Ralph. You all know what Cam went through at Auburn. What exactly. he went through after he left Auburn. All of the accusations and everything that was that was thrown his way. Um, you know trying to bring the brother down. Ka- cam has always addressed this stuff he's always been very open about race and he's even publicly said he's a black quarterback and people not used to that like this this whole stance is a business business decision um and it's very very uh discouraging to see him sell out like that you know and 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 the, i'm a, i'm gonna call it what it is you know because he's turning his back on us. And what I mean by us, it, it could be black people. I'm talking about black people that have stood up for him, but not just black people that stood right. up for him, anybody that has stood anybody. up for Newton because of the things that people were saying uh, about him because of what could be perceived or what was racist. And for him to take the stance and, and, and turn around and to do this in the times and the age that we are in in the time where we just woke up and we see a man flat out murdered, or we we hear right. about the kid that was shot, you know, with, with the BB gun, where we, we just talked about before we got on air about another guy that was shot reading a book. Right. Yeah. This is the stance. This is what you want to walk in with, Cam. Not only Cam Newton. What about Richard Sherman? Where are you at, Richard Sherman? Oh, Richard, Richard Sherman's is real quiet. Black He's quiet. real quiet. You know, uh, so so we need we need you guys now more than ever, because now is a time where you can come back. Look, you, we all saw with OJ, hey, <laughs> we may mad at you, man, but we always going to welcome you back in the family. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just a family dispute or whatever. His new name is Cam oh. Simpson. Right. You just lost, bro. Cam but, but Cam, and this is the last thing I want to say about Cam. Cam is hurt. Cam, to me, comes across as a guy that wants everybody to like him because he's a fun-loving kind of guy. And the criticisms and stuff that he's taken at the peak of his success, when you're criticized the most, he could not stand. So he's trying to toe the line, and he doesn't understand that he's hurting us more than he's helping them. And I mean,
1: realistically, he can't can't help – I mean, like – I understand that, and again, maybe he's not in a position to carry that, and I'm not saying that he has to go out and fight for the cause or anything like that. I mean, if he said no comment, I'd be cool. But
2: I have, I do, I just I just want to like talk about that for one second because how hard is it as an athlete, Vibe Magazine comes up to you, The Washington Post comes up to you, yo, uh, Cam, what's your stance on Colin Kaepernick and, and racial injustice within America? How hard is it for Cam to say, you know what, I'm going to refer to the scholars like uh, Michael Eric Dyson, uh, Mark Lamont Hill for that. And um, I'm going to let y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let them be, be the mouthpiece for, for that. And that's what you all should, should ask about. that. How hard is it for people to say, I'm going to defer to the guys who have the knowledge. These guys are going out the window saying, I mean, well, I respect the message. I just don't like the, the protest. Well, how come you never talk about the message then? How come you never well, talk you know about it, the. You know what it is,
1: I, I can answer that for you. I can answer that for you. I think if you look at, and I don't mean just Cam, I mean, but just athletes in general, um, and I, I hate to generalize, but I'm going to generalize at this point. Most athletes are coddled, um, coddled in a, in a lot of different ways. And I'm speaking even personally, they're coddled from like high school to college. Yeah, that in college, I was really like, I never did any interviews in high school. I did interviews with TV once I got to college. But, you know, if you're not used to speaking publicly and being able to, you know, come across and sound intelligently, some guys back away from that. I mean, we've all heard athletes start talking and then we say, oh, man, this guy sounds like a dumb job. Um, well, it goes beyond that. But now we're in a social media. I mean, like. 10, 15 years ago, nobody would never ask you what your personal opinion was on Donald Trump or whoever's running for president. Or, yeah. you know, they might ask you what your favorite song is, who your favorite rapper is. Yeah. But now in this social media era, that's a part of the conversation. But, you know, if you're savvy, you know, you can flip it. you can say, well, hey, why don't you go ask Aaron Rodgers that? Because Aaron Rodgers is not getting asked about Black Lives Matter. Why, Why? I mean, and that's not to say that Colin Kaepernick or Cam Newton or Michael Vick or any other black athlete doesn't have to answer that question. But yeah. they don't get the same kind of questions asked. So you can flip it back on the reporter, or you can simply say no comment. If you don't feel like you feel it because there's really no win win. If you say something and, and we talked about it months ago, if you say the wrong thing, you're gonna piss people off either way. You can't and for a guy who's trying to please everybody. You can't please everybody. You just can't. LeBron, we saw we saw LeBron suffer from this for years, and I still think that there's a large part of LeBron that still wants to appease people. Now, one thing I, I you know, and I don't particularly care for Kobe personally. I, I think he's a phenomenal player, but Kobe just didn't care. Kobe after Kobe went through all that stuff in Colorado, Kobe did not care about what anybody had to say or think about him, and I admire that because you can't live like that. You can't live. Jordan. If you remember the Jordan era, Michael tried to be perfect. And there's I, I shudder to think what Michael Jordan, all the stuff he went through, especially when his father passed, if he had gone through that during the social media era, like what we're in now, it would have destroyed. I don't think he, he would have ever made it out. I, I don't think Jordan would have had six rings if he had to go through stuff that he went through, given it in this time right now, if he had to do that back then. Because it was, it was merciless.
2: And, you know, Kyle, you know, Kyle, to speak to uh, – I remember a point when Ali passed away and, and, and we did the show. I remember me and FIFO uh, went back and forth because FIFO was like, look, the reason why a lot of these guys aren't doing this is because of monetary reasons. And I think that we're seeing a new age where – and my retort to that before I go, I go on was, well, FIFO, it's on us to monetarily support those who – who rhetorically support us. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think we're seeing that because Colin Kaepernick's jersey skyrocketed right. to 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 number one. Black folks went went out and bought that jersey when he went out on that limb. Now I understand that that doesn't trickle down to guys who are just trying to be on the practice squad. You know, I I understand, but to the guys who are undeniable in their talent, to the guys who are valuable players, your youth. And your value, and you've been valuable to that team, that is your, that is your uh, cloak of invincibility for right now. Because then they're not gonna put you out the league if you're, um, just name name a player. If Des Bryant tomorrow came, uh, came out and said Black Lives Matter, they're not gonna cut you, Des Bryant. And if they do, right. then then you have a huge case of look. This is proving my point. But your talent and you being the like the stud players. They have not. I'm not gonna say the most responsibility. Although Jim Brown and those in um, the uh, 1963 Olympics, if I'm mistaken, they they would say every black athlete's responsibility is to give back and be a role model for black for black children in black America. I I don't know if I'll go that far, but I would say that that's not that's not, it's not wrong either. So right. when you see all these players if you have the talent on your side, then your stance will not have you in, in jeopardy. If mm-hmm. you're Dez, if you're Alshon Jeffrey, you know what I'm saying? You, you have those, you have those undeniable gifts that you're, that you that your talent will outweigh the backlash and the front office will not discipline you like Craig Hodges, you know?
1: Right. All right, man, let's move on, man. We, 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 As you guys know, we're going to keep it hot and heavy, but um, we had to get that off our chest. Um, You know, at the end of the day, we're going to keep it real with you guys. Um, So let's lighten it up, man. Before we even – before we move into the next topic, let me throw one one, real quick one got to go with you guys. Um, Q, one got to go. Laker greats. Jerry West. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Magic Johnson. Or Kobe Bryant. One gotta go. Gary West.
2: You get rid of the logo. I'm getting rid of the logo because the logo should should be the damn jump man, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um I, what, what I believe Jerry is West, eight, a bad boy. He was good for his time. Uh what was it? Eight finals, one one ring? Not feeling mm-hmm. that dude. Not really feeling that. Uh Kareem. I, I said on Twitter it's it's funny. Kareem to me. If Kareem is not in your top three centers of all time, then you're tripping. Uh Magic, if he's not in your top two point guards of all time, then you're crazy. And Kobe Bryant, if he's not in your top two shooting guards all time, then you're insane. But that's just me. So I have to do it to Jerry, you know, Jerry West, man, all respect. Great okay. GM. Great GM. All right, okay, okay. What about you, FIFO? Uh, one gotta
1: go. Jerry West. The captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Showtime, Magic Johnson, and the mamba, Kobe Bean Bryant. 1,000% with Q, man. Uh, the you getting basketball. rid of the logo, too? Yeah, man.
3: Like, you know, like, like, Q's 100% right. If you don't put Kareem in your top three, you don't put Magic in your top two. If you don't put Kobe in your top two, what, like, you don't know basketball. <laughs> it's simple as that, you know? And, okay. and Jerry West was nice, but, you know, compared to those other guys,
1: I can't. I can't. I, I, no. I'm. I'm. I'm a little disappointed you're not getting rid of Kobe, man. What? Come on, man. I'm not the Kobe hater. Uh, oh, that's just, That's just what Rod's around, huh?
3: That's just what Rod thinks. I'm just a realist. <laughs> I'm just a realist.
1: Oh man, what about you, Cam?
0: No black on black crime here for me. So West got to go.
1: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'm i am going complete it, man. West gotta go. And and these boys gotta go, by the way. Uh courtesy of my old boy, Eclectic. You can follow him at Eclectic on Twitter at one gotta go, the number one gotta go. Um, all right, so let's jump into let's since we didn't lighten it up, let's go ahead and jump into the next topic. Um, okay, so as far as like some of the things that we saw over the weekend, we saw Jimmy G go down in New in New England. Um They're going to start a rookie quarterback, Brissett, third-round draft pick quarterback out of NC State. Um, Kim, man, we keep saying it all the time. How is Belichick doing this? How are they winning? I mean, no Gronk, no Brady, no Jimmy G, and they're still winning. How how are they doing it?
0: Uh, Gronk's probably not playing. Gronk will be back when Brady comes back. I'm telling you all this. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that brother, man. That man don't want to play. He didn't want to play with Jimmy G. And he probably would have came back if Jimmy G didn't get hurt. But now that Jimmy G's hurt and it's Thursday, he's going to sit out again because he's not going to try to take any passes from that brother uh, <laughs> set. said. And um, Belichick, I-, I think it's easy to point to the mastermind behind it all, man, Belichick. He got Jimmy G out there looking like a seasoned Bro. Right, right. And I was just starting to like that brother Jimmy G. You know, I was you know, I don't really care for the Patriots like that, but Jimmy G hasn't really been mired in any controversy. So he's not tainted. And I'm seeing a guy that's just really going out there and, and, and playing the game. And I was like, yo, this this dude, all right. So the hatred that I have for the Patriots for that Sunday. We know it kind of felt good to kind of let that go, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but in all seriousness, um, you know it started to unravel when when Jimmy G got hurt because I think the team felt a little deflated. Uh, they knew they had two more games to go. They knew that it probably was serious, and um, and they just probably was worried about how they're going to get through the next two games. The fact is, you you put up two, so you got a, a two spot on the board. And um and you can go five hundred and you'll still be still be in the thick of things when Brady gets back. I think you're kind of sitting pretty. More than likely, they're gonna go out and win Thursday again. They can right. two more games without um, Tom Brady. I, I firmly believe they can, only because I it's just something about Belichick. He just knows how to win games. His his schemes are. They seem so simple, but yet nobody can really seem to figure them out. And, 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 and that has always kind of just baffled me because I know they have film on it. But anyway, um, what I find interesting about this, though, is that this came out uh, about a couple of hours before we went on air. And they are actually trying to pressure Jimmy G <clears throat> to playing Thursday, uh and the rumor is that they're saying that, or they're telling him that Tom Brady played with the same type of injury before. hmm And that kind of that, – that slightly bothered me a little bit. But one, it shows that you don't care about the health of your player. Um, you really only care about winning games um, because you know that Brady will be back in two more weeks and that you're going to sit Jimmy G anyway. Uh, two – Man, you really don't believe the brother can do it, man? Then why did you sign <laughs>
1: you
0: know what I'm saying so. So I felt some kind of way about that. Maybe just as me being a little sensitive. So I'm aware of that. But uh, right. but it, 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 that I don't know that that felt a little weird to me. On top of the fact that they worked out two other quarterbacks that if they signed they probably would have put in the game and had them start. I that's something that they would do. <clears throat> Again, going back to like, hey, man, like. I have no confidence in the brother at all. Does he look that bad in the first two days of practice? So um, so we'll see how it all plays out. But, I mean, you know, the texans that defense is going to be rough. Ooh, on a short week, too. But I think they can do it, man. I think they can do it.
1: Okay, okay. What about you, FIFO, man? Um or is, just, is Bill Belichick just the man? Uh, Bill Belichick is that guy. He, he's that guy.
3: Um, you know, football is is chess. Right. You know, it, it's definitely chess. And it's about making adjustments and knowing exactly what the tendencies are of your opponent and then attacking those tendencies. Nobody does it better than Bill Belichick. Um, and and he doesn't have, and, and obviously you have to have the talent to execute and he just knows how to maximize all of his talent. How many coaches, GMs draft guys specifically for special teams? Like, I need this guy for this one job. Like, like that's what Bill Belichick does. He's maniacal when it comes to that. So is it surprising a little bit? Yes because we haven't seen Tom Brady hurt. We haven't seen Tom – except for the one year he hurt his knee, but we haven't seen Tom Brady out for extended periods of time except for that one season. So it's always like, hmm, is he really that good? And Bill Belichick is just proving that he is. And, like, in that aspect, I'm not surprised that he's this good, and I'm not surprised that his team is still playing well, but, you know, Like, you don't know what to expect out of Jimmy G. You don't know what to expect out of Brissett, And to Ken's point, you don't know what to expect out of one of the two guys that they signed may be playing. You don't know what to expect out of one of those guys. So, at the end of the day, you know that they're going to be formidable. You know they're going to try to bend the rules to win by all all means necessary. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, look, let's be honest. Look, the, the history precedes them. Like they will, they will pull out all stops to make sure that they win a game. They will do that. So, so to answer your question, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised, man. I'm not surprised that the Patriots are the guys without Gronk. Without the, come on, isn't this the guy? That took a DB and started him at wide receiver. Or no, no, Deion Branch, the other way around. Wide receiver tournament for a DB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right, man. Like, come on. Come (laughs) on. Like, how how many times does this guy need to do stuff? How many times is he ahead of the curve in terms of picking up a guy and letting a guy go? Everybody, oh, man, he can still ball. No, no, he can't. No, he can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like, this. He he's just, he's the guy. He's
1: the guy. Simple. Right. Yeah, you're right.
2: You're right. What about you, Q? Oh, um uh the Patriots. Okay, um Yeah, man. Brissett. I haven't seen much film on them, so I can't give you a, a like an evaluation. Um dude, like I'll tell you this, man. Tom Brady might be the greatest system QB of all time, dude. Like, he is, <laughs> he is, he is, he is hey, absolutely. If
1: Brissette comes in and balls out, we've seen Jimmy G ball out. Then what does that mean for Brady?
2: Dude, if Jimmy, <laughs> dude, like, if Jimmy uh, comes in on Thursday and he does what he does, then I, th- I'm still gonna say that they should definitely look to be trading him. Um, if they are if they are um, cool with with not having the future secure. But if they aren't content and they want to keep Jimmy, I would understand that too. But if Brissette comes in and he balls out, dude, I'm not trying to hear nobody tell me that Brady is not just a good QB who was completely transformed by being in that system. Because let's not forget, let's not forget now, that Brady came in on a cold winter day against the Oakland Raiders. Shout out to Mo Lewis. <laughs> and put on a good performance enough to take him to a Super Bowl. And that's just like that's the beauty of Belichick, man. His his defenses are always competing, regardless of what pieces he has. And the thing is though is that Tom Brady the way I the way I feel about it, man, I think it's the Kobe and Phil situation for Uh, Tom and Belichick. Kobe was already good without Phil. He already had base talents that you couldn't teach. He already had things that you couldn't really see in any other players besides the greats. But Phil took him to a whole another level by getting him to buy into triangle, getting him to buy into his whole system and his ideology. So it's the same thing here with Brady. So when people say He's the greatest system QB, and me saying that, I'm not saying, oh, dude, dude be complete trash everywhere else. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying is that this is a symbiotic relationship where they need each other to do what they're doing. I don't think that? Belichick could win Super Bowls with Jimmy G. I don't know. I mean, if if he does, then he's hands down to me the the, the greatest coach. But um, I think that Brissette. I'm not. I, th- I think you. I think you gotta rush Jimmy in there, man. I think. I think you do. I think you want to keep that three-zero lead, even if they do go two and two. I still think Brady might mess around and go fourteen to two, man. Like it's just the way. It but is. I mean, um, even
1: if they go two and two, that's still good considering the fact that they. I mean, like like uh, Ken said, if if you get if you go two and two, without Brady and Ralph Runk, I I think that's still a win-win. And you and there hasn't been any separation. I mean, the Jets. I mean, the Patriots are still. I mean, granted, it's been two games, but the Patriots are still first in the division.
2: Yeah, and it's sad because I know Dolphins fans who continue to think it's their year every single year, and I continue to tell them to get drug tested. But the thing is that when it comes to that division, it's, I think it's over. I think that race, it's done. I, like, there's nothing I need to see anymore. I, th- I think that thing is wrapped up after the second game. Because if Jimmy was playing that well, first of all, Brady is rested. He's old, too. People right. don't understand. Like, there are a couple of players who you kinda want to get that rest. And mm-hmm. I think in the long run, Brady is gonna really appreciate that four game suspension because by week fourteen, he's only played ten weeks of ten weeks of football. These other guys been grinding all summer. They've been playing for, for four straight weeks, practicing all the time and Brady comes in fresh. What is he 37, 38 years old? That's going to bode well for him in the future. And Gronk if they're doing this without Gronk, man, it's going to be murder when he, when he comes back. It's going to be murder, man.
1: Right, right, right. I think um <clears throat> I I'm, it's it's hard for me. I'm much like Ken. I I don't like the Patriots, but I give them their props, the props What props to do. Um man, I mean just seeing them, I, I think when we all finally First of all, we were all surprised that you know uh, <laughs> that Brady got suspended two years later. Um, but I mean, a four-game suspension—we say, okay, well, if they go two. I mean, the the Patriots could go four and zero, and if they're four and zero with without Brady and without Gronk, I mean, I don't really know what to say other than maybe the Steelers or you know, maybe somebody might trip up. Maybe Denver, I, but I'm still not sold on uh, you know what they have at the quarterback position.
0: Simeon.
1: But that defense is still – yeah, Simeon. They, but that defense is still – oh, my gosh, the defense is crazy. Yeah. Um, but we'll see, man. We'll see. But, I, you know, the evil genius, man, Belichick, he, he figures it out. And trust me, Brissett, even though he will be coming off of, you know, what, a couple of days preparation, he's going to be ready. You know, if anything else, you know that, you know, Belichick's going to have his guys ready. And I think that game is in New England. So I think, you know, these Thursday night games, as bad as they are, because I mean you're in your stadium, you're you know, you don't have to worry about travel and that stuff. Um but um we'll see man I'm really surprised. Uh now let's take it to the nation's capital. Uh Ken, the Redskins are 0-2. Are they in trouble? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love all of it. Every single bit. Um it's possible. The Giants are 2-0, 2-0. right? Uh yep, Dallas yep, yep. The Eagles. Huge Eagles are two and <laughs> Got Wentz out there playing better than Kirk Cousin, who had a, a year who was the future in Washington. And um and now look at him. Look at them. And, and we don't know how this can end. They can go on the street. We saw Kansas City win what, 10 in a row or something like that last year. Right, right. But they haven't beaten a winning team yet. Kirk Cousins has it. Nope, Um, he has not. Right now, Gruden looks like a damn fool. Everybody looks like a fool. Now, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying – I'm not pointing out the future. I'm talking about right now how this looks. But Mm -hmm. the, the main takeaway I pulled from this is how quickly they turned on Kirk Cousins they loved Kirk Cousins last year, all season long. Everybody on that team praised that that man. And the man goes out here, and he hasn't played well. He's missed some throws. He missed some throws that he hit last year. I'll be honest. He he had he had a couple of touchdowns. He just he just missed. Now you shouldn't be missing like that, you know. Now, but he he has he connects on those. Throws we having a different conversation and he connected last season. Kurt did play well in stretches last year, but um, I was just astonished to see how fast they turned on Kirk Cousins. Dissension, people, you know, saying that Colt McCoy would play with better poise. Um, it's the same way they turned on RG three. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it so. I'm looking at this. I'm like, dang, the Redskins as a culture, which is the culture that the GM wanted to change and talked about changing because I think he thought he may have had the culture that he desires in Kirk Cousins based on how things went last year for them to come out like this already. I don't know, man. Like, we talk about this often that you have to be a team when it comes to playing sports and if you can't look in that locker room and trust the guy that you're suiting up next to, that's a problem. And Kirk Cousin, as the leader of that team, as the quarterback, needs to have the trust of that team that they can rely on him and that he can rely on them. Right. Because right now he doesn't know who's saying it. Is it Pierre Garcon? (laughs) <laughs> is it Deshaun Jackson? Is it Deshaun Jackson? I bet
2: you it's Deshaun Jackson. I who, bet you it's
0: Deshaun. Who Kirk Cousins has missed on, on on some deep throws where he's had his man beat? Deshaun Jackson? Who is it? We don't know. Deshaun? And it could be, and we know. he. Well, I don't, you know, I don't know.
2: But I've watched both games. He's missed Deshaun Jackson so many times.
0: Yeah, he has. He has. So, um. So the only thing Kirk can do right now, man, is just write the ship, and, and first you got to get a W, but they're playing the Giants, who's playing well. The defense looked good. They just shut down the, the New Orleans Saints.
1: Um, mm-hmm. They can't run the
0: ball worth it, you know. But they got Cruz's back. Sterling Shepard is the, is the truth. Uh, Odell Beckham can get you for one. Sure. Right. defense looks better, too. Man, like, they may they may have some problems, because uh, Norman can't cover all of them, and and I feel sorry for Breeland. I feel sorry for Breland come Sunday because they're going to put that boy to work again. Um, but I don't think it's over for the Redskins. Um, I, I think that there are warning signs. There's a red flag. And I think that it's it's definitely a story I'm watching all season long. And my thing is if I was Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins should have signed the damn contract they offered and got uh-huh. his money. And he just he thought he was a $20 million man. And now he he may be done. Yep, yep,
1: that's true. That's true. What about you, uh, uh The Redskins, man, are they in trouble? 0-2. Hell yeah, they're in trouble. Hell yeah, they are. Oh,
3: you know, it, it comes down to quarterback play, man. It comes down to quarterback play. And if you don't have an elite quarterback, it's how is the rest of your roster established? And if you're paying right. this guy 20-some million dollars, He's supposed to be nicer than what he looked. And I don't know if it's going to change. Um, I hope it does for his sake, for his kid's sake, for his wife, you know what I'm saying, so that way they can live a better life. But, um, yeah, man, you know, I've rarely seen people overthrow Deshaun Jackson. So I I was a bit surprised seeing that. Um, But he's got to get more on target. He, he, ha- he has to get on, 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 on pace. He has to find his rhythm in this offense. And I think that if he can't do that, I'm, I'm in agreement with Ken. It, it, may, it makes John Gruden look worse than it does Kirk Cousins. Because we've seen Kirk Cousins have some success, and you know he he kind of threw a bone out there for Kirk, saying that you know he's only started what twenty some odd games or something mm-hmm. like that. Hadn't hadn't <laughs> beaten the winning team yet. Mm-hmm. And so he's still learning out there. But when you see a guy like Carson Wentz, when 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 you see you know guys like Derek Carr, where there there there, there is some type of progression where, when, <laughs> when, when, when 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 there is something there, you know they start to. It's part of the coach, and with Jake Gruden, I'm just like, dang bro you you, you know you had r g three you ran him out quick, you had kurt was in love with him, and like Ken like what like how, how why did why are you guys turning so quickly so if this doesn't work out man i I think Washington needs to clean house unfortunately, it needs to go all the way to the top with the snyders you know because because it's them. Right. The ownership is the problem. And, it, and it's permeating through that whole organization, man. Because the, the type of talent that they have on that roster, they're, they're supposed to be at least a wild card team. At least a wild card team. And for them to be at this point with this type of dissension already after two games, nah, they're in trouble, man.
1: They're in trouble. They're in trouble. What about
2: you, Q? Redskins suck, man. Um, (laughs) Tell um, us how you really feel. No, just just facts. Um, Redskins have always sucked uh, for the last, like, probably six, seven years, probably ten years, honestly. And the reason that is is because their management is horrible. Uh, Their logo, on another hand, is racist, but we're not even going to talk about that. And their quarterback is mediocre. And the reason why their quarterback is mediocre is because their coach doesn't recognize how to evaluate talent their coach is not a good head coach, simply for the fact that he ran out RG3. And now RG3's career is almost damn near done. So I'll give him a pass because the medical history does not weigh well for RG3 to have the leverage to say that I deserve to be the starter still. So I'll give you that. Right. Strike number two came when he started to kind of doubt Kirk Cousins. And I don't, that's right, too, to the media. To me, it's not. Because Kirk Cousins, man, he's just not that good. Like, can we, can, we, can we please stop acting like Kirk Cousins beat the NFC East by default? He beat them by default. Like, can we please stop acting like Kirk Cousins was a world beater last year and he had the toughest schedule? He played the Eagles with Mark Sanchez. He played a beat-up Giants defense. And the Giants lost, like, six games or four games by less than 10 points the entire year. They were dysfunctional. Coughlin is gone. The Cowboys had Dez and Romo out for almost the entire year. So let's please stop acting like Kirk Cousins came in there and, oh, he really showed out. Kirk Cousins took advantage of a really bad NFC East division that was beat down, and he went to the playoffs and got beat by a mediocre Packer team. So what does that tell you? It tells me that Kirk Cousins is a mediocre quarterback. Tells me that he's a backup. It tells me that if anything, he could probably start in Chicago. But the people right. in DC are tired of having a revolving door of QBs. They're, you know, they had what's his name? The black QB before RG3. Um, Jason, forgot his name. Uh, Jason. Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell. Then they went to Rex Grossman. Then they went to uh, Donovan. Then they went to – that's horrible. Uh, they went to Donovan. Then they then they went to RG3. They had to be a savior. And then Shanahan didn't pull him out of the game. So here we are now with Kirk Cousins as the QB. And Deshaun Jackson, I, I'll i put $1,000 on that. That's a Deshaun Jackson comment. Because that's stuff he would do here in Philly, and rightfully so. How can you outrun a dude who runs a damn near 3-0? Like, come on now. So it's like you – know, <laughs> Hey how, how I am sorry how do you overthrow a dude <clears throat> overthrow a dude you know what I'm saying and I think the biggest problem is what FIFA alluded to I believe it was a week ago uh Josh Norman um that's going to be their biggest mistake is spending all that money on Josh Norman um I know I was singing the praises of their offseason and then reality set in after I saw Breland getting destroyed by <laughs> by Antonio Brown and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, this is the, the Redskins. I thought they put it together, but the moment I realized that they spent 75 M's on one player and they did not address their D-line, you cannot win in the National Football League with one side of your field be completely vulnerable and you have no pass rush. So all you, all you, all you have to do is avoid one side of the, of the field and you can right. do whatever you want. And if you have a superior offensive line, then you're going to dominate the line of scrimmage. As we saw D'Angelo Williams at 34 years old, look looked like he was damn near 21 out there running the football. He looked amazing. Then you have guys like Elliott, who to me, I'm not completely sold on Elliott yet because he looks like a little – he looks like Trent Richardson a little bit, dude. He ain't got no elusivity. But he, even he was able to put, you know, the moves on him and get two TDs. So it's like if you have a if you have a superior offensive line to the Redskins, then you can do basically whatever you want on them. And if you have a top fifteen wide receiver, just put him on Breeland, and you got a shot. So mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, man, he's overthrowing people. He's throwing balls at the ground. He is uh, throwing picks on on the goal line, and he did that last year in Atlanta too. I, I know you remember that game. It was a, yep. it was a yep. overtime. It was a overtime? Yep. Overtime through a pick six. So through a pick six, that's who he is. That's not 22 interceptions and three uh, – I'm sorry, 22 touchdowns and three interceptions. That's, that's an anomaly. That's some Nick Foles type stuff. Remember how <laughs> Nick Foles and everyone was like, oh, he's the ah, savior. The I knew he was a fraud. I know a fraud when I see one. And to quote Beasy, who's here with us in spirit, he told us, wait till people get film on him. People got film on oh. him. Exposed. Yeah, man.
1: I I agree. I've said it from the beginning, man. And, you know, I've been labeled a Kirk Cousins hater. I'll take that. Um, (laughs) But uh, I mean, he's just not that good, man. I mean, he was a guy. And I think the problem is, is that, you know, when you speak of Kirk Cousins, if your only retort is to talk about, well, he's better than RG3. What are you saying? At this point, we don't know how good RG3 is. He's hurt. He's done. I mean, we, Hopefully he'll be back, but I think they upgraded it to saying like he's out for like another 10 weeks or something. So, I mean, we don't know. Um, yeah. So, man, I, I don't... I, Cousins, he's just not that good. And and I understand the market. I mean, but again, you the Redskins paid this guy $19 million. Let that sink in for a second. $19 million. So, you know, and now it's only for one year, but we're going to see. I mean, they have to make a decision as to you know whether or not to re-up, but Honestly, to be, to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, if the Redskins don't give, give him a contract, somebody else will. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but he's, I'm not, not sold on him. The Redskins are in a lot of trouble because you can't, in that division, that division is not going to render uh, two teams to make it to the playoffs. So you're going to have to win the division. And I think the Giants are 2-0 and the Eagles are 2-0. Uh, somebody's going to fall back. So Redskins start getting ready for next year. <laughs> we got a few more minutes before we get out of here, um, and you know what? We can get some one guy to go before we get out of here. Y'all want to do that?
0: Well, there were anything else y'all want to hit? Uh, let's see. It was, I guess we did kind of talk about Lamar Jackson a little bit. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, I, I think we can we can save the rest. What What about AP? Because that that was a big story, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, I forgot about AP. Um, Meniscus. Yeah, torn meniscus, uh, the Vikings aren't ruling him out for this week, which I think is crazy. I think that's part of the gamesmanship that these coaches play uh, because they don't have to come with a definitive answer, I think, until, like, Friday or maybe Saturday as to whether or not a player is doubtful or will play. Um, I think a torn meniscus was the best-case scenario because it looked like when he didn't put any weight on it, I was like, oh, my gosh, that could be an ACL. Um, And AP's 31 years old. He was getting off to a slow start. I, are you guys ready to say that it's over for him? I, I And I, I attribute his slow start to, you know, changes they made on offensive line. Plus, you got to keep in mind, AP doesn't play in the preseason. So, you know, it may take him a game or two to warm up. Um,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll be brief uh, in my answer. I don't think he's done. I think it was just uh, uh, he was a victim of the system. Um, everybody stacked the box against Peterson. I think what the reason why he appears to be done is because They've always stacked the boss against Peterson, but I mean, when he was younger, he it didn't matter. Now it matters, and you need good quarterback play. And and um and they may have found that in Bradford. Uh, we don't know. He just had one good game, but right. he's probably we good though. Yeah, he did. He did. He he looks comfortable. He looks happy. And um and who knows what could have happened if he does continue to play that way, if not better. Moving forward, that could definitely open up some some holes for for AP. But at thirty-one, man, with a with a with a with that type of injury, and he's torn his ACL before. I think um, mm-hmm. it's not looking good. And they got that backup McKinnon, who could do some damage, but they don't seem to have a lot of faith in him either. Um, he just seems to be oh, so. Um, I, it, it might be over for him this year. He may come back later this year, but I don't know how effective
2: he'll be. I don't know, man. Um, I don't – as an Eagles fan, I love the fact that the Vikings took that trade, obviously. Uh, I just don't think that you're going to get to a Super Bowl with Sam Bradford. I don't understand that thinking in that – the way that offensive line looks, they cannot – that offensive line is built to run block. It's not built to uh, pass protect. And Sam Bradford, we all know, is made of tissue paper. And I'm telling you, one hit – I'm telling you, like – the Packers, the, the Packers have a mediocre defense. They have some good individual players like Ha Ha up up on their um, secondary, but uh, on that D line, it's really not. Uh, Matthew is Ha Ha, you know. <coughs> but outside of outside of those two guys, I can't think of anybody of really notable impact that can really put pressure on Sam Bradford. Um, and the thing is, though, is that they still got to him. So I want to see what they do when they have to play um, play the uh, Seahawks, play the uh, Cardinals, play the even even the 49ers. You know, they have a good D-line. So it's just a matter of can Sam Bradford stay healthy? Uh, yeah. I appreciate the GM for giving us those picks, but I think that that was a fool errand in trying to equate Sam Bradford's QB play with Contending for a Super Bowl. If you if you just want to contend, then I think you did a good trade. And with AP out, I don't know if Sam Bradford and McKinnon can get that even to a playoff spot. I'm 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 not sure, but I do like Stefan Diggs. So he's oh. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, he he was killing
1: it last night. team <clears throat> you in your fantasy um, league,
2: yeah, Greek Freak, uh,
1: twenty five mil. Yeah, twenty five million for the Greek freak. Too much or too uh, or not enough?
2: He had a hundred million. It was just about right. It was twenty five million for four years.
1: Yeah, yeah, twenty five million a year.
2: Um, see, I'm not an athlete, so I don't know what what it's like to have a hundred million dollars right there, and all you got to do is sign. But <laughs> I, I but I would say this is that. I know the cap is going up next year and they front loaded the contract so he could get $6 million to save for his teammates. And I think Giannis – and first of all I just, I just want to say congratulations to Giannis because I remember he uh, had a, a, a story where he was trying to sell watches to get money for his visa to become a citizen here. Wow. Uh, and, and this is before him playing, you know, ball and going and everything. So – Shout out to him on that, but on the financial aspect, I believe that he could have got more money next year. But the one thing that, and Kyle will tell you, the the one thing that makes these players sign these contracts immediately is just what we talking about with AP. You do not know one mm-hmm. one one wrong, wrong turn, one one wrong fall, and your contract goes down to twenty five million over four years. So instead of twenty five million a year, so. I, I would have gave him 125, honestly, because mm. that that that's what he could have gotten, and and even AD could have gotten more, and he signed damn near what 175 million dollar contract. He could have gotten 210. So, shout out to him for signing that contract. But personally, if he wanted to bet on himself, he could have got more. In terms of the
0: organization, though, like, do you think that they made the right move in locking him
2: up? Oh yes, yes. yeah. Over yeah. over the next four years, you have to lock up Giannis because Jabari's contract is coming up, and you have to get the money aside for that in two years. Um, and you want to make a play at these um, free agents. And I will say this: I'm I'm not going to go too deep into it, but John Wall says that sometimes he hates playing with Bradley Beal. Ooh. And John Wall, John Wall is a free agent in 2018. Yeah, John so Wall was they paid John Wall, and John Wall is still pissed off that uh, Reggie Jackson got more money than him. <laughs> he's like, he was like, "Are you serious? Reggie's right. getting more money than me." So keep a look lookout on John Wall in twenty eighteen if the Bucks got cash. Yeah, I think it's
1: um, <clears throat> I think he's uh, I think he's, I think it's deserved. It. I mean, he's um. You got to make a play for these cats when you can, Um, you know, there's a a lingering uh, labor negotiation that's going to take place in a couple of years. So, you know, you got to get the money when you can. Hopefully there won't be a lockout, but um, I'm not mad at Greek freak for signing for that money because, and also you want to send a message to the rest of the NBA that you uh, as an organization are trying to, you know, get better. And that you're willing to pay, and I mean, because you have to do something to get people to come to Milwaukee. <laughs> and there's no disrespect to anybody watching in Milwaukee, but I mean, you know, it's not, you know, debate. It's not like the greatest tourist attraction. Um, so yeah, um, so that's what we got. Uh, we're gonna get some more. Got to go before we get out of here. The um, FIFA back. Oh, FIFO's back. Okay. Uh, FIFO, I'll start with you, man. Let's go music. And, of course, like I mentioned earlier, these are from the homie, uh, Eclectic, on Twitter, at Eclectic, at One Gotta Go. Um, hip-hop albums, people. Um, Eternal, 1999, which was uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony's album. Philadelphia Half-Life by The Roots. Soul Food by Goody Mob. Or Quemini by Outkast. Mm. Mm. All right, give, mm. me, give, me, give me those one
3: so more we, time.
1: So we go going Bone, Bone's first album, E1999 mm-hmm. Eternal, Hmm. Half-Life by The Roots, mm. Soul Food by Goody Mob and Equimini <laughs> by Outkast.
2: Damn, that's <laughs> hard. It ain't easy. No, it's not because they're all four different vibes and everything. Yeah, I, I'm
3: gonna go. The only okay, so I, I like I'm, I'm gonna go with Eldel's Half Life.
1: Oh my oh, oh, god, oh, that's the one. Wow. Hey, cut his oh. mic off.
3: Cut him off. Cut him off. And, and,
1: and that's the one only they don't go. The,
3: the, the only the only reason like I can't take away uh ninety nine. Okay. I, like. like like, I grew up on that. Like, okay. that was I, I, okay. can't, I can't get rid of that. And then you're going to give me two down south artists? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: You know, shit. People I,
2: ain't got no I, love for the Quest of Love and Black Door. Hey, I got love. You got no love for
3: Philly. I got love for I'm just saying.
1: You see how long it took me to, to come up with that? Okay. Mm, okay. What about you, Q? Uh, Bone, Roots, Goodie Mob, or Outcast?
2: Being the hip-hop historian that I am, seeing as my age is my uh, deficit here. Yeah, I, go back albums, and, I think these albums all came out before you were born. <laughs> I go back and listen to all these albums, so I have to just go off of what hit me the most at the time. I will say this, first and foremost, eternal 99 is going nowhere because First of the Month still get, get, gets played on the First of the Month. Uh, Crossroads is a classic. And that verse, oh, I, th- I think it's the third track. I'm sorry, but I'm going on a tangent. But busy, on like, insane on the album. Um, Illidale's going nowhere. That's going nowhere. And Outcast can't go anywhere, man. Like so, good Mob gotta go, dude. Wow. Like, I, wow. And, and I'll tell you, and, and I'll tell you why. Um, I'm more of a fan of, I'm more of a fan of Celo when he's doing his own thing. Okay. And that's because I didn't grow up with CeeLo in Goody Mob. So it's like when I go back to that album, I'm I'm like, you know, I'm kinda used to Narles Barkley type stuff from CeeLo. Okay. So when I, so when I go back to more his hip hop roots, it's kind of jarring to me. But all okay. four of these are undeniable classics, but I'll have to say soul food. Okay. Kim
0: Mm. Well, Philadelphia, I can go ahead and just say that's gonna stay, and a You damn right. <laughs> it's Eastside or or, um, or or Soul Food, man. Um, I hate to do it. I gotta do it. I don't want to do it, but I gotta do it. Shout out to Kai. Um. Soulful, gotta go, bro. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Only because I need that Moo album from e- E99. Like, the, the that Mr. Ouija Mo Murder, Mo Murder, Mo Murder, Mo... Murder. Right, right. Come again. Like, like, that out, man, just, I need that energy, man. So I got my hip-hop shit. I got my down south shit. I just, I just need something that's gonna just... I, okay. I need just... Okay. I, I love soul food, obviously you know i I bumped that um but yeah it had it had it had to go man
1: I gotta get rid of e ninety nine man and the only reason why I'm getting rid of it is because that's the one i of the four that's the one I played the least, and I played it a lot, but of the four, yeah, I played it the least, and I still love it. Still bumping. Try.
2: Let me get to this track list right it, now. It
1: don't bump in the whip, FIFO, because I, I don't have a tape no more. The tape pop. But but yeah, it, it's, I, it's, that's the only way that's got to go.
2: Who um, no source, no losses? Come on, bro. Stop,
1: stop. stop. Nah, man. Nah, it's got to go. Uh, all right, FIFO. Let's take some movies okay. Eddie Murphy movies. Okay. All of Nights. Okay. Life. No weird. Boomerang. So, well, coming to America,
3: one guy. Oh. oh, man. Wait, hold on now. So, coming to America ain't going nowhere.
2: Easy.
3: That's, that's not going nowhere. You said Harlem Knights. Yeah, Harlem Knights, life, and Boomerang. Life ain't going nowhere. So, it's between uh, Boomerang, gotta go.
1: What? What? Wow. <laughs> Okay. Tripping, okay. Brody. You know what? That's, that's your pick. Uh, Ken.
0: Life. Okay. Damn. Oh, so we got Life, Boomerang, Harlem Nights, and what was the other one? And Coming to America. Coming to America. Yeah, we already know Coming to America and
1: ain't going nowhere.
0: Um, yeah, Life. Life, Life. Yeah, that's the one that came last.
1: Same for yeah. me, Life. What about you, Q?
2: It's life, uh, simply from... It's, 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 <laughs> it's life. It's life because first of all, Harlem Knights has probably the greatest assembly of black com- comedians cast ever, ever. And that scene with Arsenio, where those guys are shooting that little gun, he's like, yeah, "Why yeah. you shooting that little <laughs> shit?" Like, come on, man. it's come on, bro. Like that's classic. Randy Watson, Successful with Chocolate classic, and then Halle Berry. That that was like. Y'all introduction to her really being like yep. that joint. Yep. Like she yep. was really that joint. And boys, the man did the soundtrack. Come on now, stop.
3: Yeah, I, I take it back. I I, I take life out. <laughs> oh
1: snap, we made him change his mind. We made him change his mind. All right, the, the Oh, man. They can't get right. Can't get right. All right, man we got let me see We got I think we got something one more um all right all right this is did we get everybody like, can yeah, yeah. okay yeah. um and, and not to offend anybody we, we're going strictly we, we're being savage human males here we're just going strictly off the looks <laughs> oh, shit. so ladies ladies who are listening and watching don't get offended um this is just guy talk um <laughs> looks uh can I start with you don't get yourself in trouble um, Megan Good, uh, Sanaa Lathan, Carrie Washington, or um, what's her or uh, Halle Berry,
0: Carrie Washington. Um, her, she started. I, I think i watched it too much on Scanner because those faces are starting to just irritate me. <laughs> And Damn, <laughs> there's no way in hell I can imagine looking looking at her and make those little the you know the face acting that she does uh-huh. when, when she's bothered or scared or hurt, you know, and she don't want to say anything. She just it, it's just becoming too much. And then she started to rub off on uh Abby that was on um Sleepy Hollow
2: <sighs> <laughs>
0: she was just as bad, but she wasn't as talented or as well. going on? And when I first started, I was like, oh, yeah, Kerry Washington, yo, like, she she good. But now it's just like, it's just too much. And now she just, that little power walk that she has. Right, right, right. You know, black woman. I love my black woman, my black queens. Y'all know how it is. But, yo, like, she overdoing that. And, 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 power to her for being, you know, whoever, but. Yo, you can't get with a brother. <laughs> oh, kidding? Kidding? Take it down, like
1: for real. <sighs> and and you a side piece?
0: Uh, mm. Nah, man, nah, nah, nah I, I can't even get with it. You can't keep those those faces.
3: what about you, people? Give me the options one more time.
1: Uh, let me pull it back up. Um, <laughs> damn,
2: Kim, kidding.
1: Yeah, kidding? Yeah, got me lost. Um, Megan Good, Sanaa Lathan, Kerry Washington, and um Halle Berry. <laughs> There's no wrong answer, by the way. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm with Kendall. I'm with Ken, Kerry.
1: You you seen that shit before? I know you've seen it. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Now she she has been getting annoying. She's yes. pregnant. She's with child now. Shout out to Namdi Asomugha. He ain't do nothing right on the football field. But he, he he making his presence felt in life. I ain't mad at you. Yeah. Now, Q, Q, you remember Namdi why He ain't do jack when he came. Yeah, I, I do remember
2: Namdi
1: <laughs> Um I do. For those of you listening, that's her husband. He used to play with the Eagles. Well, you know, he he was employed by the Eagles and the Raiders. I can't. remember She was employed. He, him. he was employed by. Him. He played quarterback. Um, who you got, kid? Uh, Megan, Sana, Carrie, and Hallie.
2: Um, shit, okay. Carrie <sighs> Washington, yeah, Carrie Washington got to go simply off the strength that Halle Berry is top two black women of all time. Um, Megan Good, she was the video girl from my generation. Um, you know, she was the show. He was always uh, drinking from the water fountain in slow motion. You know. And, <laughs> and uh, Sana. No, I'm serious. And it's just like, and, you know, Sana Lathan. She's 45. She, she turned 45. She looks 25. Like she, she is boy. eternal. No, yeah. She is immortal. Like I that melanin is not cracking, bro. So it's like loving basketball is like every athlete's dream of like what you want to do with like if you get a shoulder. so it's like off off the strength Carrie Washington got to go cuz that lip that she be doing like she be I don't know what that shit is she stop that shit
1: Hey man I got I got to complete the four Carrie got to go um Yeah uh Megan ain't going nowhere Hallie ain't going to West. So now, the damn sure ain't going to West. Yeah, if you if, if you're watching, so call me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> get in trouble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So it's um yeah. So that's that's it, man. I um <laughs> I don't think I have anything else. Uh, you guys got anything else?
2: Um, oh yeah, no, we, we we ask FIFO. Um,
1: what you guys got popping on uh, on dead end hip hop, man? Which what what, what what review should we be looking out for?
0: Man, I, I don't even know, man. I know they want us to do Travis. I'm not even trying to go there. Damn. Um, <laughs> but don't wanna know Travis. Somebody, uh, somebody asked if FIFO would do a solo on it at least. Like I don't, and I, I might, I might just so he won't fly solo.
3: We might, uh, have to do it. With we might have to do it that way, Ken. We might
0: have to do but, it that uh, way. But, yeah, I think just as a group, man, I, I, don't, I just think we're not going to move anywhere on Travis, man. I think we just – same thing with Mac Miller, man. Um, Damn, y'all hating on me. I just don't see a, a point in doing any of those. It's just – I haven't listened to either of the albums, and if I can listen to them, man, I could probably tell you how it's going to go. <coughs>
2: Uh we didn't ask FIFO his opinion. FIFO, do you think the Bucks were lock the uh Bucks were smart for locking up Giannis for four years? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah,
1: I found out yes. well, well, yeah, FIFO
3: was going. We were talking about um,
2: yes, one hundred percent.
3: You gotta lock up young young talent. Um especially when their ceiling you don't know what the hell their ceiling is. And and and, and it's a good thing for Giannis because it's extremely high. Um and if he just hands out to where he is right now, it's almost worth that that contract. Because when you look at the, the most dominant players in the NBA, right, the guys that really swing the pendulum, they're the guys that are 6'7 to 6'10 that have guard-like skills. And you need guys <clears throat> like that offensively and defensively. And there ain't nobody like Giannis. And, and no. he is a freak. He is extremely unique in his body and his game. So I, I think it's extremely smart to lock somebody like him up.
2: You know, people, if he if he if he develops a shot, then I think he's out of this world because it's just like he's already good on defense. He can already has that, that passing gene. He, he's already making his players better around him. It's just that perimeter shot and a consistent jumper that has to be the next domino to fall. Mm-hmm. And that that brings me to my next point is we got 13 days until we see Joel Embiid play basketball. And I just want to put oh, y'all on, on alert for that. Oh, because Lord. y'all should know <laughs> that, you know, the future top two center in the league is about to play soon. So right, be on man. the lookout for that, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you like this. Be on the
3: lookout for a Boston-Philly move. Kelly Olynyk. And Jaleel and/or Nerlens will be involved. You heard it here first.
2: Trust me. I hope so. Okay. Um, we can't can't really go into the season with Joel, Okafor, and all that. I mean, I'll take Marcus Smart for Nerlens or J- Jaleel. That's that's cool. Uh, people were down on Okafor because of his defensive uh, de- deficiencies. But uh, coaches will always tell you that if a player is smart and the player has it above the neck, then he can learn basic skills like how to put your hands up and contest shots. And J- Jahlil is one of the smartest guys in his draft, one of the smartest guys probably of his rookie class. So I think with the right coaching, the right situation, <coughs> he he should be okay. Um, definitely be be okay. And FIFA WITHS, what do you think about the John Wall situation? I talked about that earlier. John Wall said, um, you know, sometimes I hate being on the court with Bradley Beal. Um, We saw that he made comments where he was mad that Reggie Jackson got paid more than him. And he's kind of looking at Bradley Beal's contract, like, really? All right. Y'all got enough money to get me too in 2018? So it's like, what do you think is going to happen there? Um,
3: I think that they're probably going to wind up trading him because I don't see a situation where he will come back to the squad and because I don't think he will give him a guarantee in terms of resigning. Therefore, you have to trade him in the last year of his contract. Um, Where he goes, I don't know. I don't know. But I don't don't think it ends well over there. I think um, Washington's on on the verge of full rebuild because they were not able to take advantage of – Bradley and John Wall at the right time at at their prime, um, take advantage of both of them by by surrounding them with other guys, other pieces that will get them over the hump. They just were not able to do that, so therefore they're they're not going to be able to keep their best player. That that's just yeah. what happens. I, ask Cleveland. You know, I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. You got when you when they're young like that, right? You're obviously not paying them as much as they're worth. So, therefore, you got to spend on the other guys that are the difference, the championship role-player type guys, the other two guys that, that it takes to, to, to compete at that level. They got one guy in Bradley. I, I definitely believe in Bradley Beal as a second or third option on a championship team. John Wall is definitely a point guard of a championship team. They're missing that third piece, which is why I always like the idea of KD to that squad. Once they they, get, if they, I don't think they're going to be able to get that now. But since they weren't able to get that piece, it's going to be bye-bye John Wall.
2: I mean, the way I see it is you either got to trade him because his value is going to be at his highest, or you got to watch him walk. And the thing is, is that if you see him walk, I if I'm not mistaken, somebody should check my math on this. I believe him and DeMarcus Cousins were teammates at Kentucky, and they're both going to be free agents in the same year, if I'm not mistaken. So, that's a that's that's a point guard big man combo. I would kill to see. I, I I would kill to see that in any city. And for and Washington is in a good spot for right now because I do like Kelly Oubre. I think that kid can play. I think he has a future in the league. But if Scott Brooks cannot fix that chemistry issue that apparently John Wall feels that him and Bradley Beal have, then. I think it's gonna be a year from now, we're we're talking about trade rumors. Oh, is uh is John Wall going to Milwaukee, is John Wall going to Orlando? You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be one one of those type of things. And it's gonna be interesting because people have forgotten that KD is even gone to Golden State. I, I think that's probably the most surprising thing about the offseason is that there's not really much hype about that. When like LeBron left. It was every day on Sports Center. How is the heat going to do? How is the heat going to do? It's like, I like how KD is kind of underplaying this. Like, yeah, I'm just going, and he's not really bringing much attention to it because that's going to leave them in the best space to play.
0: Yeah, but you also know everybody know what they're going to do. You're talking about a team that won 73 games last year, and they just yeah. got KD. Not much to talk about. You know, I think what's interesting now is because there was a report that came out today that uh, said that Stephen Curry's trainer saying that, you know, Curry wasn't healthy and, you know, they've been leaking that lately or he's been talking about it openly, I should say, uh, more and more now um, and that he hasn't even watched
2: the tape uh, from the loss and that it still bothers him, of course. He needs to because, like, the best team that I see competing with Golden State, um, okay, I know training camp is about to start and we gotta go now, but um, be on the lookout for Utah. I don't know if FIFO has been doing much scouting on on Utah, but Utah is the best team that's gonna be able to compete with Golden State. They have they're like twelve deep. Um whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa! No, just no, no, just just no. Like in terms of their bench, they have uh, who who got yeah, traded no, to the deep.
3: Jazz? No, they're, they're, they're nice. They're young. They're deep. Uh, they're built the right way because you have options and opportunities to move pieces if they don't work. Yeah, um, but you also have pieces that if you keep them together, they can work as well. So no, I want. <clears throat> excuse me. I 100% agree. Utah's one of them up-and-coming uh, uh, squads, and they should be vying for a playoff spot. You know, I think them, and, and you already know, Minnesota, like, I think those are the two young and up-and-coming teams in the West. Um, hands down, hands down. Utah, you, Utah's on the verge.
2: Yeah, Utah has what? They have Hayward at the three. They got um, – they yeah, have favorite. Exum coming back. Exum was balling in FIBA before he got hurt. Um there. Ruby Gobert is probably to me he's he's a future top five center the way that he can play the game on defense and he's a lob machine. Um, they're moves they're his feet really well. Double. Moves his feet well too. You got uh, even uh, but the reason why I say that the reason why I say that they're deep is because they just added uh, what's his name? Um, is it George Hill? The George yeah. Hill that they just added so they added George Hill to 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 that bench or they could go x him off the bench and. They're 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 pretty deep, man, and I think they added um, Joe Johnson too. So they so they have a a game a game experience closer against the uh, you know the better teams in the West. And I think it's them, Minnesota, and who I don't know if anyone else in the West can keep up with that combo. But I'll stop there.
0: All right, cool. Well, uh, Kyle had to dip. He, the brother need to. Uh... Go take some medicine and, and get well. So that's going to do it for tonight's show, man. We'll catch you guys next Tuesday, same time. Uh, be sure to tune in tomorrow for the fantasy football show. And uh, make sure you all catch uh, q and later that night on my channel. Uh, I'll put the link in the description. Uh, we out. Peace.